when there are rules are in place that you just don't understand and can't make sense out of it, uh, it has a way of messing with your mind and just uh, the way you interact with others. Thank you for downloading our podcast. Make sure you subscribe to get new ones every week. And don't forget to check out First United Methodist Sweetwater's website and social media. John 10, 1 through 10. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by another way, is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So again, Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and bandits, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Hi, my name is Caleb Hoover, and I'm not your usual preacher. Uh, if you've seen me roaming these halls, usually I'm out helping the youth or just teaching Sunday school. And as you can tell right now, given our situation, I'm not doing a lot of teaching. So, Ryan gave me the opportunity to give a sermon instead. Lucky me. So, normally in one of my lessons, uh, there's a lot of feedback, there's a lot of uh, talking with the kids, and just getting to know what's going on in their head. Um, but as it turns out, when you give an online sermon, you kind of got none of that. So with that being said, um, I think it's like me treading in unknown territory right now, and I've never really had a lot of practice giving a sermon. So with that in mind, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about something that I know very little about. Um, so what could that be? Um, well, as I've learned, this week is called the Good Shepherd Week. And um, from that, keeping that in mind, I think it's a good idea to go ahead and talk about sheep. Yes, that's right, sheep. The white little fluffy cloud things that you see walking around eating grass go ba every now and then. That's what we're going to be talking about this week, is... Before kind of writing out this sermon, I kept thinking about what it means in a relationship to God, because you see so many biblical references uh, to not really sheep in specific, but to the relationship between a shepherd and his sheep. And on one of these occasions, uh, the book of John really speaks to that relationship. Um, so as we're going to take a moment to flip to John 10, um, so we can go ahead and read a couple of verses out of it, uh, I'll set the table like this. Jesus is in the middle of talking to some Pharisees about what the relationship between God and his people are sp is supposed to look like. Um, so that is with God being the shepherd and his people being the sheep. 
So beginning with John chapter 10, verses 2 through 5. Um, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all of his sheep out, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they don't recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus then continues in verse 14. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Just as my father knows me, and I know my father so that I may lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not in this pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice. And there shall be one flock and one shepherd. So when I hear that passage, uh, what goes through my mind is I start thinking about kids. And no, that's not some uh, transition into talking about baby goats. We're kind of done with the whole farm animal thing. What it kind of reminds me of is my time volunteering in urban youth ministry while I lived in Austin. So I used to coordinate volunteers for, uh, for this ministry in a government housing community. And these kids were all over the place. They laughed, they had fun, they ran, played tag. And they, most importantly, they learned about the gospel. Because um, it's very hard to keep with these kids. Like you kind of only taught them in like 15 minute intervals because they would just be bouncing off the walls in the time that it took. So like you kind of got what you got with these kids. Um, and I got to say that I absolutely love that place. I loved the kids that got to teach. And I think they enjoyed me a bit too, because every time I would drive up to the, uh, to the community property, uh, the kids would just come running. They would recognize my truck and come running after it, where they would try to jump onto my moving truck. So I'd have to park in the middle of the street and go ahead and allow them to pile in, blare their music as loud as they wanted to, and just take a lap around the community so they could get some fun in. Um, and like these kids were wilder than like you'd see them chasing after an ice cream truck. That, that's who these kids were. Um, so this was my opportunity to uh, not only just to shepherd kids. Uh, the great thing about it is I knew them, they knew me, and most importantly, they learned about God, they learned about his law, they learned about his love for them. And the kids made strides in simple things, such as like, oh, sharing is caring. And then in more complex things like uh, knowing that God is there for them and it loves them even when they can't love themselves. So in theory, the kids had some rules in place. Uh, and you'd figure that knowing kind of what was placed in front of them, that like this was set up for them to live a better life, to learn new things about God who has his heart for them. But as we know, as li living in this world long enough, that we can find our way to becoming of this world and to um, be 
a, a part of the issues rather than uh, a part of what God's kingdom calls us to be. And some of these kids would choose not to participate at all. Some were busy dealing with like family issues that were going on. And then some of them just thought that uh, they'd follow whatever somebody else thought was cooler at the time. Um, and from that feeling, a lot of these kids would feel like they just didn't belong in the community. They didn't belong in God's kingdom. And it just didn't make sense to them why all these rules applied and why um, the world was the way it was. And I think we can all say that we felt like that plenty of times along our road. Uh, it's when there are rules are in place that you just don't understand and can't make sense out of it. Uh, it has a way of messing with your mind and just uh, the way you interact with others. So what does that mean in ways of connecting to our relationship to God? It, because when we get caught up in this world, we're not focusing on what he has us here to do. and We're not focusing on our relationship and how we're treating him in the mixture of all of this. And knowing what our relationship is built on is so crucial into knowing how we can live in, with him in this world. So what is our relationship even built on? Well, for one, it's knowing and following God's word. And it's, that goes beyond, uh, uh, beyond just knowing what the words say and hearing it from now and then. It's also about getting to spend time with him and knowing what the scriptures are even there for. And what is the scripture even for? And why are we supposed to follow it? Is he putting these rules and regulations into place so that he's going to hold us back? Is he stopping our desires from being filled? Is he just wanting to punish us for something that we've done along the way? And the answer is, the simplest answer is no. It's no to all of those questions. He knows what sin is. He's lived in this world long enough to get a grasp of what sin can do to us. He knows its destructive power on each and every one of us and how it can take hold of us and ruin that relationship that we so crave for with our God. So with that being said, uh, it, he's not using the scripture and his laws to hurt us, to hold us back. He is doing what any good father would do. He's trying to protect us from harm. He wants us to, to be able to love him through it because he's protecting us as you would your very own children. And that's why it's so important for us to learn and read about his word consistently and thoughtfully. Because with the word being with God from the beginning and it's, it's, it truly is a piece of him that he gave to us freely. So when we read our Bibles, we're not just learning about the past and what to do or not to do. Uh, we're learning about who God is and his heart for us. Uh, 
And when I think about us getting lost in the way of this world, I think back to the parable of the lost sheep. So in Matthew 18, verses 12 through 14, Jesus starts telling the parable of the lost sheep. He says, what do you think if a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders off? Will he not leave the 99 in the pasture to look for the one he has lost? And if he finds it, truly, I tell you, he is happier that, about that one sheep than the other 99 in the pasture. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing to let these things, let these little ones perish. So when we get lost on our own struggling with the ways of this world and are surrounded by the wolves of sin, Know this, that he is seeking you, just as he would that single sheep. He wants you to be with him, safe with him, and walking that righteous path that he's laid out before you. So I tell you, he wants this for you. He wants you to experience the fruits of, of the Spirit. He wants you to experience love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, and self-control. And you may experience those things in fleeting moments, but with God, you get the opportunity to experience that abundantly and at the same time. Because you're getting it from the perfect resource. You're getting it just the way God wants you to have it. And He wants it for you. So, in just the same way that my volunteers would go after each kid, knocking on every door in the community, and just making sure that we could get them there, there to hear the good news, know this, that God is chasing after you. He wants you. And He will go even further than any one of us can do to come after you. Thank you.